Talk Recorded live. Hello and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. This is your host here, Doc. I hope you're having a great day so far and I hope it even gets better. I'm just going to start off with a pick, a quick, very quick PSA. Tomorrow, Tuesday, March 27th, Mega Millions people, $458 million. Two stinking dollars out of your pocket. You're going to waste that on something. I've been saying the same thing for weeks. Nobody's been winning. Uh, you know how that goes. Maybe you're the lucky one. Maybe you're so lucky you win, and then you actually send me some money. Who knows? But good luck to you. Well, we had a uh, final. Uh, the Elite Eight was this weekend. Very good games. Loyola of Chicago has actually made it to the Final Four, and they will be facing the Michigan Wolverines. It is way too early to get into what I think will be the outcome of that game. I'll revisit this on Friday, as I also will revisit the Villanova versus Kansas Jayhawk Final Four game on Friday. Matter of fact, you can reach me here live every Monday and Friday at 724 Four 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 seven four four four. Caller ID number is one four five zero four eight. I am. I can be reached also, and old shows can be watched at Strange Talk with Doc at YouTube, Vimo, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Speaker. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. I can also be reached by. Email if you have a question, a request, or if you would like to set up an interview or prom- promote a product that you have, some music, whatever, a show, I do not care. We can discuss it. You can reach me at netboydoc at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. So, like I said, it was a very interesting final Elite Eight, it was uh, some good games. I'm very happy for Loyola of Chicago. I mean, who would have thunk it? Who really would have thunk it? I guess other than students or alumni, nobody has them going to the Final Four, and maybe they actually even have them going to the final and winning the championship. That's how it goes with alma maters. Now, I will say one thing. FSU coach who lost to... Uh, they actually, let me see, FSU lost to Texas Tech, I believe, and their coach, Leonard Hamilton, I did not like the way he conducted himself in the post-game interview. He conducted himself in a very vile manner towards a young woman that he seemed like, one, he was trying to intimidate. I'm, I'm sorry, please forgive me. They actually lost to Michigan. And she did ask him a legitimate question. The legitimate question was, why didn't they foul with 11 seconds to go when Michigan had the ball? Michigan is one of the worst free throw shooting teams in the nation. And they only shot 67% in this Elite Eight game, which holds true to form being a 66% free throw shooting team for the season. So, it would make perfect sense to a basketball mind that you at least would foul, put them on the line. If it's one and one, or even if they get two free throws, they miss one, hopefully you can run down the court, shoot a three-pointer, foul again, et cetera, et cetera. 
We've seen games with 11 seconds and teams run off six, seven points because of free throw shooting. So it was a legitimate question, and I really don't even accept his apology that he gave the young lady. Uh, it, it seemed disingenuous to me. He, uh, it, you don't treat anybody like that that's doing their job, and especially when they're doing their job and they're doing it in a legitimate manner. Now, the NBA, man, we got uh, Steph Curry. He has an MCL injury. He comes back. He plays one game. This, is, this happened since the last time we spoke. And he injures himself, and it looks like he's going to be out for quite a while. Kyrie Irving Saturday had surgery on that knee, and it looks like he's going to be out three to six weeks. Now, the interesting injury news this weekend was the report that Tony Parker said that his quad injury was 100 times worse than Kyrie, uh, Kawhi Leonard's. I am a huge Spurs fan. I make no bones about that. I'm a very proud Spurs fan. Unfortunately, we dropped the game yesterday to Milwaukee, but the team still looks like they're in good shape to maybe make the playoffs this year. So I'm hopeful. But this situation with Kawhi is really bizarre to me, and I'm hoping that it straightens itself out ASAP. I don't know. I mean, he's under contract next year, and I don't see the Spurs moving him because the to move Kawhi, you would also have to get an A-list player. I don't know any A-list players that are also on the market that we could do a swap for. But I think I always thought that Kawhi was a perfect spur. But it seems like 2018-2017 season, this is not being the case. But I have all faith in Pop, and I'll actually talk about Popovich a little later. I always speak of him in a glowing man, and I have something glowing to say about him a little bit later. Now, the NBA week, I just want to talk about some games, games that's only related to teams that's either in the playoff hunt or can hurt somebody in the playoff hunt. None of the bums of the league need to be mentioned at this late in the season, and so I will spare you that. Tonight, we got the 76ers playing the Nuggets, which should be a good game. I call that the highlight game of the day, you know, you get a chance to see Simmons and Bead. I really don't know who these Nugget players are, but they're having a good season, and they're threatened to make the playoffs, so that should be an interesting game. Tomorrow, we have the Spurs playing the Wizards. Every game counts for the Spurs. The Spurs beat the Wizards last week, and I'm hoping for a repeat performance this week. I don't know when John Wall will return, and that's neither here nor there to me. Also, Tuesday night, you have the Nuggets playing the Raptors. The Raptors are the number one seed in the East as of now with DeMarco Rosen and uh, Kyle Lowry and uh, Serge Ibaka. So they're doing very well. Uh, Actually, everybody thought it would be the Celtics, but it's actually the Raptors. you got the Trailblazers playing – Whoa, what, what language am I speaking right now? Please forgive me. They're playing the Pelicans. You got McCullum and Dame Lillard versus the Brow. So that should be a very good game. You got the up-and-coming heat of playing the Cavs. The Cavs, LeBron James is playing at a level that is outrageous. He looked fantastic yesterday against the Brooklyn Nets. And Well, when when don't you say that LeBron James Looks fantastic. He's one of the most amazing athletes of my whole entire generation. 
The Pacers are playing the Golden State Warriors. Matter of fact, the Golden State Warriors dropped a game yesterday. They don't even really have a team. I think the only guy, the normal starting five that they have on the court at this particular time is Draymond Green. The Bucks are playing the Clippers. So you got the Greek Freak, Greek Freak going up against the Clippers, who have not been the same since Blake left town. And I mean, but they're still kind of, sort of, in a chance to do some damage to playoff caliber teams because they're right there, maybe two or three games out with like nine or ten games to go. Wednesday, you got the uh, Kyrie Irving-less Celtics playing the Utah Jazz, who seem to be a playoff team. Thursday, we got my Spurs going up against OKC with George, Westbrook, and Carmelo. Another must-win game. I'm gonna, this is it repeats itself over and over. Must-win game for the Spurs. The Wizards play the Pistons, where Blake Griffin is now located with Andre Drummond. And so this is a big game for the Wizards because they are trying to solidify at least a fifth-place spot in the East. Uh, since Wall went down and it's just uh, Bill, Bradley Bill, the Wizards have not looked the same. I think they're vulnerable. I don't think much of them going forward this season or in the playoffs. And then you have the Greek freak playing the Golden State Warriors once again, who only have basically Draymond Green. So as far as this is concerned, this is a good chance for Milwaukee to pick up a game in the East. Now, Utah did something very bizarre. They come up with this idea of free-range parenting, which will go into effect May the 8th of 2018. I think that this puts children in a very vulnerable situation. We do not need a law on the books that states that kids can be out and about by themselves. This is a world full of predators, and it's unfortunate, but I'm not going to sit here and bullshit or sugarcoat something. This is an opportunity for predators to be able to pounce on kids. I'm hoping, just because this is a law in the books, that parents don't really take advantage. You want to know where your youngins are at all times. I understand that there's a, you know what, I wish I had some of the guys call in right now to get some feedback on how they feel about this. We know that last key kids might be 11, 12, but I think nine years old is pretty young to have your child being allowed to come back and forth. This is not that world. This is a dangerous place, full of pedophiles, full of, full of people who want to take advantage of situations, and this would allow situations. So now if you are going to allow these children to be by themselves in parks and such, I would hope that they would also kick up security in every one of these parks so that adults who are there who have no children are at least being watched. So, you know, last night was the big Stormy Daniels interview on 60 Minutes. And my take on this was I found her to be credible. I found her to be credible. And up until the point of Trump actually using illegal funds, which I still don't understand why he just didn't use his own money in this situation. 
especially if he was funneling it through a fake name, which he didn't sign the document. As we've seen, clearly he didn't sign the document. Up until the point of threatening her and also up until the point of using these fake funds, which now could be linked back to him as some kind of phony contribution to his campaign, which opens a whole different can of worms, I didn't think that he did anything wrong. I think that Melania is well aware that Donald Trump and her relationship is an open book, that he's free to roam around the cabin and do whatever he likes. Now, it's a very sick quote that she said, that you remind me of my daughter. No man in any form of a sexual situation should ever use the word my daughter. That's not something, a term that should come out of his mouth at any point in time. But there always seems to be some kind of strange sexual tension between Ivanka and Donald. It, it, it's, 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 it's no words to describe it. I have no words whatsoever to describe it other than that it's unsettling, it's sickening, and it's just not right. Now, we got this weekend, it comes out that there's a lot of outpour of sympathy for this Austin bomber. And so people naturally, especially black people, and I'm being a black man, they ask, is a race is this race based? Yes, it is definitely race based because if a black person does something like this, which it usually does not happen, mass bombings, mass shootings, this has been predominantly a young white male oriented endeavor. Not to say that the older man in Vegas, there's anomalies to everything. You had the black shooters in Washington. So it happens from time to time where one person falls through the crack. But the difference is if you are brown or if you are black, you are automatically, even if you only shoot three people, you are automatically listed as a terrorist. If you are white, you're sad, something went wrong, you're psychotic, you're mentally ill, the world has wronged you, and this is the way it's played out over and over and over and over and over again, and it's upsetting to the world. And it's such to the point that when a white person does some kind of insanity like that, we barely even get a word from the President of the United States, Mr. Tweeter himself, the tweeting king of the world, only tweets out as it's over, as the situation's wrapped up, good job to the people that were hunting him. No, you know what, we have a national security threat to the people of this country who are taxpaying citizens of the United States. They are being terrorized. A major corporation, Federal Express, had packages delivered to them that were bombs. You would think that the president would step in and say, you know what, this is a national security issue, and I am all on it, and I have some things to say about it, but this is not his MO. This is not the way he conducts himself. You know, this weekend, you're going to say, oh, boy, this guy is really, 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 really late to the show. But this weekend, I finally seen Captain America 
Civil War and Spider-Man Homecoming. And I'm going to give both of those films a big thumbs up. If you haven't seen them, put them in your rotation. Netflix them, Blu-ray them, do whatever you got to do. Cody them, I don't care. Watch both of these movies. Uh, they're well worth it, especially since... Uh, the Avengers Infinite Wars is coming out on April 7th. So it's good to know what had happened in Captain America's Civil War, which was basically a civil war between the Avengers, and naturally there was an adversary. But the two sides fractioned off, and it shows you... And then watching Spider-Man, that kind of shows you how he's incorporated with this whole thing. So I... I Thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this. Both movies, and now I still have to get Black Panther on this list. I know I'm the last person in the world to see it. It's on my list, but I will see it. And if you have some suggestion of a Marvel movie, like Galaxies, uh, Guardians, of, Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy, I have yet to see that, and it's really, I have no interest in seeing it. But if you feel that that is an important part of the storyline, Please let me know. I'd be more than glad to to sit down and watch the movie if somebody puts in a, a comment and says, you know what, Doc, you really need to see that one because it's going to help you with the storyline. I would appreciate that one way or another. Now, we have this 24-year-old Canadian, Melina Rogberge. She's smuggling drugs. And she says part of the reason that she was smuggling the drugs was because she wanted the Instagram likes from the exotic vacation the drug dealers provided her. This is insanity. Okay, I know they came up with this new word of uh, this addiction that uh, sparks an enzyme in the brain when people get likes, comments, and such to their social media posts. Social media cannot be like a life outside of your real life. It, 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 we have to have some kind of reality when it deals to social media and social media influence on our real existence, our breathing, living, real, the existence that has a soul attached. You know, and it, and it really bothers me that people are so caught up. So you say that, and then you say to yourself, Doc, then why did you do a podcast? Don't you do that for views, likes, uh, taps on the back and such? No. The reason I do a podcast is that we are living in a day and time where I think that it is dire, it is a dire need that any voice that can be heard, be heard, be it pro, be it negative, Maybe there's a drop of knowledge within my a thousand words of bullshit. I have a some kind of pearl of knowledge, at least a different take. Somebody who might not come from where I come from gets to at least see my point of view. And I think that in this day and time, with all our differences, the more we know about each other, the more we get a chance to listen to each other, the more that we get a chance to to hear where we're coming from, it's a big deal. So when I listen to someone else, I get to feel what they feel about a subject. I might not know that that's how 
somebody else feels. So it enlightens me, and that's all I'm doing. Like I said, I tell people all this all the time. This is no class. I am not going to preach to you. I'm not going to open your third eye. I want you to enjoy, sit back, and hear me just talk some shit about stuff that's going on. Sometimes I'm going to be humorous, and sometimes I'm going to be dead serious about a subject. And just that's just the way it goes. You know, uh, Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett gets charged with injuring an elderly paraplegic this weekend. Now, I'm very confused by Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett comes off as this man of the people. I'm for the cause. I'm pro-black and all this other bullshit, and I'm fine with that. But in the, you can't, in the next breath, act entitled. Also be, I'm this rich, professional athlete who's above it all. You got to be one or the other. Walk the line. Take a side. Pick that side and walk it. Simple as that, Michael Bennett. Take a side, pick it, and walk it. Either I am just a blessed athlete who makes a shitload of money and lives a good life, but I stay on the side of right. And I never walk on the side of entitlement. Because when he walks on the side of entitlement, all the other stuff that he says about the white entitlement means nothing because entitlement is entitlement. Or the the, the view that you feel entitled. And I feel bad if this person is legitimately hurt. How dare any man, especially a big, burly, strong defensive lineman, injure, push, shove, whatever the case may be, an elderly paraplegic. I can't even imagine that in my mind. Now, this weekend, we had the March for Our Lives demonstrations around the world. And you know what? I appreciate the children and the adults around the world who showed solidarity with the American kids that are going through terror. They're going through horror. They're going through uncertainty. We have a punk-ass, bitch-ass president who gets on a plane and he goes to Mar-a-Lago instead of sitting out there and addressing these young adults who are going to all be voters, if not this year, soon. And I hope that they continue to keep this fight, this mindset that they have, that they are going to change the world. Good luck to you young people. And I, I praise all the celebrities who took the time and energy to post it on their social media, to make videos, their Facebook, FaceTime, whatever they did, show up and say that, that we stand behind you. Now, one thing about the demonstrations that I'm a little lost on, being a young adult, you're not aware of everything. You have not the experience to be aware of everything. Guns are very necessary in our culture, in our society. So to completely think that the idea is to ban them just strengthens the government against the people. The people should be able to have the arms that if worse come to worse, if you want to go down fighting, we at least have a chance to go down fighting. But if a whole society is unarmed, that is the quickest way to turn tyranny on the people. So 
uh, I think there's a little bit of confusion there on their message, but sure, no kid should ever be worried about is today the day that somebody's going to shoot up my school. No way. And the fact that politicians had these marches in Washington, Atlanta, California, New York, and forgive me for the other states that I missed because they were all over the United States of America, and only very few politicians actually even took the chance to stand on a podium and address the crowd and say, you know what, I am with you. I'm going to be the light, you the lightning rod, and I am going to be the voice of that lightning rod. Blown, we're talking big time blown opportunity here. Humongous blown opportunity. But getting still, we have clowns like Rick Santorum who go on Fox and suggest that children should learn CPR and forget about gun control activism. He had the nerve to say, that these kids are looking for somebody to take care of them. Isn't that what a child is? Adults take care of themselves. Children are under the ward of adults. These these adults that he's claiming that these children want to be taken care of by are the same ones we as adults are asking to take care of us by setting up laws, financing bills. So it's just ridiculous. I don't know if this guy Santorum even believed what he said or he was just saying this shit to to get a rise out of people because he's on Fox, and that's the way Fox gets down. Well, the Stephen Clark shooting in California, this is a, it's a big can of worms. I mean, it's been a, it's been a minute, and I, I am thankful that it's been a minute since we had a situation like that. But as I said the last time, unfortunately, I watched this video. And in this video, I heard gun. I heard every firing of the weapons, clearly. I heard, excuse me, tactical reload, clearly. I never heard stop, drop, police, once. And I have not heard from his grandmother to let me know for sure if he was the one actually hopping over these fences because you can't always trust what you see. Or did she say that he actually entered the backyard from the, his own house? So that this is uh, this we know how this goes, man. A black unarmed man gets killed by the police, and if he's even sold one joint in his life, he becomes a major drug dealer, and he gets vilified. He he gets vilified as a thug, and this is, I'm hoping that California, which has had enough problems in situations like this, will learn a valuable lesson. I have to tip my hat to Las Vegas Sports Authority for actually temporarily suspending Canelo Alvarez. When he originally tested positive twice for a PED or whatever the hell it is, I was saying suspend him. Now, the fight is in jeopardy. It's going to cost a lot of money, but this is something that needs to be done. He's going to have a hearing, I think, like a month before fight date. 
to explain himself or whatever's going to be. But I'm not buying this tainted Mexican meat because if that's the case, then that means the average citizen in Mexico should be able to test also positive for this same PED. And you're basically saying you have a country full of people who have levels of PED that would test positive on drug tests. And I'm really not buying into that. Now, I'm going to tell a couple of people right now with my wholehearted, deepest fuck you that I can give. And then Martin Milan, Anton Hester, and Rayford Smith. These are teenagers who actually are accused of raping a teenage girl and then one of them posting the attack on Facebook Live. I mean, this is insanity. Who We are that gen... I mean, this is where it's come. Not only do you do a crime, a heinous crime, a despicable crime, but you have pride in it. You post it. This is a human being. This young lady is a human being. She did not deserve to be gang raped. I don't care what the situation is. And then to post it, which is a, a second killing. And then the, the people who watched it, thankfully that some of them turned them in because this is just, this is outrageous, outrageous. And my heart goes out to her. I, I really feel bad for her. So Greg Popovich, and I had promised I was going to have something to say about him uh, from earlier. He called a spade a spade as he normally does. And I really love Pop, man. Pop is not only a great coach, but he seems to be a very good man. I would love to one day meet Pop. It would be a pleasure for me. Uh, and I'm not talking about in a star-fucking type way. I'm talking about man-to-man to be able to stick my hand out and shake his hand and say, thank you, sir, for not being a coward in a time where too many people are cowards and scared to speak up. He called Trump a soulless coward for leaving D.C. during the gun protest. And I uh, 100% back him. Uh, two of the voices that have been the most outspoken, because I have to give him credit too, is Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich. Football coaches seem to not give a rat's fuck. Basketball coaches act like it doesn't. they don't live in this country. The only people who seem to be speaking up is like Pop and Kerr. And I appreciate them both, man. I really do. They work with young black men. They see what's going on in this country. And, I mean, I'm wondering why are there not more voices out there? People being, there's an anger. There's an anger about what's being done in Washington and how no matter what, we had, I mean, if you were from New York, we, we had the Teflon Don. John Gotti. We have the Teflon Twitter president now, Donald Trump. Nothing sticks to him. Even his own words that can be quoted and played back in recordings don't stick to him. People make excuses. People, uh, they, 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 they come up with shit, reasons for. I guess when you got the Sarah Huckabee Sanders of the world, with even she wouldn't touch on the uh, Stormy Daniels thing yet. I guess by today when they feed her the information that she needs to be fed, 
she'll be calling it fake news and blah, blah, blah. So Remington, Remington, the gun manufacturer, they filed for bankruptcy. You know, I mean, you know unfortunately, it's an American company that filed for bankruptcy, and there's going to be real ramifications and repercussions because people that need to feed their family no longer will have employment. Or maybe the bankruptcy will go through and they'll be able to save the company. I'm not uh, privy to that kind of information, and I don't pretend to be. But here's the thing. Nobody's going to have a lot of sympathy for any company that manufactures guns in 2018, 2019, going forward, that go out of business. It's just not going to happen. You know, we the sympathy for the devil has got to be thrown out the door. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And I am just truly disturbed and upset in my stomach when we thumbs up wrong. I don't give a fuck if you're white, black, Hispanic, or Asian. If you do wrong, you did wrong. If you do right, I thumb you up. Um, I support you. I root for you. You're my people. My people is not a color. It's not a shade. It's not a height. It's not a sexuality. My people are those who believe in the right and righteous. And if it's against being right and righteous, then you're not my people. No matter what we look alike, it does not matter to me anymore, you know. Once again, this is Doc, and this is Strange Talk with Doc, and you can reach me Monday and Friday at 724-444-7444-145048. That's Monday, Friday, 12 noon. I'm here live, Monday, Friday, 12 noon. I have taped shows, clips of shows that you could also check out on Strange Talk with Doc at YouTube, iTunes, talk show, speaker, and Vimo. If you need a if you want to ask me a question, email me. Email me at netboydoc at gmail dot com. I also can be reached on Facebook if you have a question, a suggestion, a comment, you want to be interviewed, you have a product to promote, I'm open to suggestion. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to my page. Pass it on to other people. It's, I'm not ashamed of what I do here. I actually enjoy what I do. Now I'm going to give another thumbs down to an MMA fighter named Drew Chapman. Drew Chapman had the most tasteless celebration almost in the history of celebrations. He gets taken down. He reverses the position on the man who takes him down, and he punches the guy's lights out. He puts the dude to bed. But he can't get up, throw his hands in the air, jump on the cage like everybody else does. He decides to basically use the man's body as a springboard to do a flip-off. So now he went from winning the fight in a knockout and maybe being very proud of the hard work and dedication that he put in to get to this point, to being a loser with a DQ. You know what? Well-deserved, jackass. Well-deserved. Real stupid. Well, it looks like nobody, uh, I got nobody to call in today, and that's not a big deal. We rock and we roll. 
we could do it solo or we could do it in a group, my friend. It does not make a difference to me because the main person is here on the air, and that's Doc. Listen, I hope that you have a great rest of the week. It looks like the weather is getting ready to change here. We're going to go officially into spring-type weather here. I hope the weather where you are is beautiful. You hit nothing but green lights. You get some luck. Don't forget, throw that $2 on the Mega Million. You never know. $458 million is a lot of cash. Even just a share of that is a lot of cash. So I wish you luck with that. Unless you already have a gambling problem, then stay the fuck away, okay? Once again, you can reach me, 724-444-7444. Caller ID number is 145-048. This is Strange Talk with Doc. And like I tell you, each and every time, no matter what's going on in the world, good, bad, indifferent, I'm just going to tell you, my friends, Peace.